thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the rock star of the wellness revolution. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, Damo. Hello, Marcus. Thank you, mate. That's a lovely introduction. Well, that's what I introduced you at at our recent wellness summit, and you know, we did call you the rock star, um, but... When I thought of it, Damo, like when you think of what that means, the rock star of the wellness revolution, and I did say this at the summit. Can't you are the rock just star. turn up. I don't know if I like that. No, 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 no. This is what I this is what I want to say. Okay. Is because the rock star brings joy and light and entertainment to millions of people. Mm. So some people have a have a definition that the rock star just turns up, but others like myself recognize that the rock star entertains, inspires, and in your case, educates. Because what I said at the summit is that there's hundreds of thousands of health professionals out there that have gone to uni for five years but have no idea Mm. how to communicate it to people like me that have never done a health professional course of humble journalist. And so the rock star of the wellness revolution is someone very special who can actually come and share it with the masses in a way that the masses understand. And that's why, Damo, you are the rock star of the wellness revolution. Thank you, MP. I appreciate that. It's really nice. Let's, uh, let's try and get that out to the next million people. That would be great. Absolutely. Well, we're on a bit of a buzz, aren't we, after oh, our oh, yeah. weekend. Um, weekend. I'm absolutely knackered. Don't know about you, but I've been yawning every five minutes. <laughs> oh, you, your adrenal glands will be burned. Oh, mate. Totally used. You'll be singed. I've, um, <laughs> I, uh, I went straight from, obviously, the summit, you know, hanging out with you on Monday morning. Went and had some So Naughty But Nice, which was great. Thanks for those mm. guys for coming and exhibiting. Um, and so we had a nice little coffee there and hung out, which was nice to see Tom and Sarah there. That was great. And then, um, you know, I took you out to the airport and I kind of felt like I needed to collapse. But then the <laughs> remainder of the day was a full-on day. And, of course, then I practiced on Tuesday. And here we are. It's now Friday. And I can't believe it. It's just – it's intense. So I'm busting for a sleep in. Um, yeah, yeah. I am and, busting uh, for a sleep I'm busting for a sleep in. I'm busting to get back into the gym. I've been to the gym this week. Uh, it's been one of those weeks where I'm kind of just mustering up all of my energy to just get in there. But I just want to do a shout-out to all my practice members who um, – who may be listening to this, uh, but also came to the Wellness Summit. And there have been 40-plus people that I've seen in the last couple of days um, that, uh, that have... Do some shout-outs. Do some real shout-outs. Individualise, because people love it. People oh, have no, car because then, when I they hear their names. then I won't be able to... Um, I won't be able to remember them all, right? So <laughs> then I'll, I'll forget someone. That won't be right. So, But it's about 40-odd uh, people that came through my practice after experiencing the Wellness Summit. And the excitement and the feeling and the emotion and um, and what we call in chiropractic terms the spiz um, that was coming off these people was uh, was amazing. It was in it was um, inspiring because I I realised the effect of the summit and the effect of the couch and how big and widespread that actually is. So much so that the people who didn't come to the summit actually thought, "Oh my gosh, I think I've missed something big." And you did. I'm sorry to say, but those of you who didn't come to the summit, you missed something massive. Um, so please don't miss it again because it was just it was an amazing event. 
Well, this is the this is the thing which has really nothing to do with us. The experience of the summit has everything to do with everyone there. And, That's true. And there's no doubt, but particularly from people that have been to all three Melbourne summits, and some people have been to our first one on the Gold Coast and, and others in Melbourne, they all said, hands down, best summit ever. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, why I said towards the end of the summit, you know, I now declare this the best on a summit ever. Um, right. Because, you know, based on the experience, regardless of what you and I and, and Brett and LT and the speakers think, like people had um, learnt more, um, feel more than they ever have at a summit. And like you say, I'd love, we'd all probably love to read out all of the emails and the testimonials that come through on Facebook and email and everything else. But man, oh man, you just can't even begin to measure what kind of impact two days with 700 other like-minded people um, in a room with all of those beautiful exhibitors, what impact that has on people's lives. So yeah, it was an absolute joy to be a part of it. Wasn't it, wasn't it? Wasn't it? So there was a bit of controversy that came up. Was there? You you kicked us off beautifully on Saturday morning, but gosh, did you ruffle a few feathers or a few pantry doors? <laughs> I think I dipped a few people in some coconut oil. That's what I <laughs> Oh, we're off and running, folks. Now oh, the humor really turns up another go. gear. You did dip a few people in coconut oil. Can you tell people that weren't there and maybe remind people who were what you said about coconut oil and what kind of feathers you ruffled? So I just want to put this out there, and this is 100% certain, with 100% certainty, and this is what you need to know. This isn't latest research. This, this is not a blogger coming up with an idea. This isn't new this research. Is... This isn't just something that's fly by the seat of your pants. It's not, it's not just something that I'm saying. So there's been people saying, I want to read the research on what Damien's saying. I want the research paper that Damien's saying. It's not about freaking research, everybody. It's actually about the fact that coconut oil burns between 170 and 185 degrees. Now, I say 170 because who am I to say that it's going to burn higher? I'd rather err on the side of caution. So I just want everybody to understand that it's not a research paper that has delivered this. What this is is actually the understanding, the scientific proven fact that coconut oil actually burns at a low heat. It's not something that is arbitrary. Oh, it may burn. It's high in stuff. It's not. The lies that were perpetuated by the wellness industry or the coconut industry back in the days when palm oil and coconut oil were both in a bit of flavor and then people said, well, palm oil is killing the orangutans, so let's not do that. Um, let's stick with coconut oil. There's confusion around it. So people thought that coconut oil and palm oil were one and the same and they aren't the same. Palm oil is rich in medium chain triglycerides. Coconut oil is not. Palm oil has a very, very high smoke point. Coconut oil does not. What coconut oil offers is stearic acid, which is, you know, a, 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 a saturated fatty acid, um, which is what's called a short-chain fatty acid, which burns very, very easily, um, even though it's a saturated fatty acid. It's just unstable. It's not, it's not a good one to cook with. It's a great one to put on your body. Yes, it's antimicrobial. Yes, it has all those other properties, but you just don't cook with it. So I'm just telling you now, it's not, it's not a scientific paper. It's a scientific fact. It's not just that someone's gone and done a university study. It's actually true. And so you don't need to go and read it. If you need to go and read it, don't ask me for the paper. I'm not going to supply it for you. <laughs> I'm go... going to put you with a stove and yeah, a saucepan just... and some coconut oil and a thermometer. And try it out. Give it a go. But what I want to tell you is that if you do a Google search and write just this, type this in Google. You could even use Bing if you want to, if you don't <laughs> like Google. Type in smoke point 
of coconut oil. Now, what you'll find there is a whole lot of information, and then you'll get down, you'll, get, you, you'll read the information about the smoke point, and then you'll get down to the evangelists who say, coconut oil is awesome for cooking with because it contains medium-chain triglycerides and it has a high smoke point. And what I say to those people is that they're not telling you the truth because what they've done is junk journalism. And we've and I alluded to other people that are doing junk journalism um, at the summit, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. Damo? 350 degrees Fahrenheit, 171 degrees Celsius, which means it is not suitable for high temperature cooking. That's what it says, doesn't it? Now, the other thing is too that... The... But then if you go down, like you say, then you get the junk journalism <laughs> on the same Google page. Yep. You know, the cooking oils you should be using. Yep. Um, so, yes, like you say, you can do one Google search, but just look at the important ones the other thing is too that the The more pure the coconut oil in other words the more money you pay for coconut oil the lower the smoke point so the more unrefined the coconut oil is which will make it more expensive believe it or not because nature costs a freaking fortune um it, it will burn sooner than if it was more highly refined so if you got the deodorized um you know odorless um, purified, standardized, highly refined coconut oil um, that would burn at a higher temperature. Yeah. Because there's less stearic acid in it. All right. So this is good. So so then, and this came up, and I'll ask it on behalf of Stephen who asked it during the live recording of the Wellness Guys, for people that are cooking their bacon, and you're suggesting, okay, well, maybe go back to cooking with more water. Yep. People like, Damien, how can I cook my bacon in my water? Yes. Do you want to maybe go over what you said? Yeah, yeah. I look, I think we learned some things in the 80s, and I know that at the moment everyone's you know best buddies with fat, and you're cuddling up to fat and going, oh, it's so good. But I can tell you what, yes, fat isn't the bad guy that we thought it was. But I'll tell you, unequivocally, if you cook with fat, it's most likely not going to be healthful. Mm. So you're better off not cooking with fat. So get your hot pan if you need to cook fast. Get your hot pan, put a little bit of water on there, throw your bacon on there so that the bacon doesn't stick to the pan, and then the fat that's inside the bacon will be liberated because you're exploding all of the cells with inside the bacon so that all of that fat will drip out and cause the bacon to not stick. The water is the catalyst for providing a... A membrane between the hot pan and the bacon. Oh, it's refreshing, but it's hard for a lot of people that are listening right now. Go, hold on a minute. <laughs> but I've been, I mean, using coconut oil every single week for every oh, single, you know. And look, month. I did too, guys. And, I, I, and we still have it in our house yeah, at the I've moment. You know, like oil. it's still here. Yeah, absolutely. And look, to be honest with you, everybody, um, I got sucked into by the hype, and I got sucked in because it was friends of mine who started promoting the coconut oil thing in. Um, in New Zealand, um, coconut oil does actually have all of the benefits um, that most of them say, except it doesn't contain medium chain triglycerides. And I believed that um, instead of actually researching it myself. Um, and then uh, I also, you know, drew the link well, medium chain triglycerides don't burn. So then I started saying, you know, let's cook with coconut fat, coconut oil. But what I noticed, um, and I became a little bit skeptical of um, down the track, was that coconut oil smokes when it's too hot and you know that and so i've always said that it's bad to smoke right whether whether you're smoking cigarettes tobacco whatever it is wacky tobacco if you're smoking it's bad for you 
the same thing is if an oil smokes, it's bad for it. And so I've always said that. And uh, for I've been doing power food for how long, Marcus? 11, 12 years? Yep. So I've been saying that for that period of time. So same deal. If the oil smokes, even butter, if butter smokes or burns turns black, it's bad. It's not good anymore. So you know, don't, don't think that it's arbitrary just because it's saturated fat, it's actually going to be good for you. And the reality is that we learned in the 80s that there's a large subset of the population that are bad or poor responders to dietary fat. And, um, and just because it's now trendy to eat and cuddle up to fat doesn't mean that those poor responders to fat are now exempt. Um, about 50% of the population are poor responders to fat. In other words, they'll have an elevation of cholesterol, they could put on weight, they could increase their risk of diabetes. It's not just as simple as saying it's only sugar that causes diabetes. Mm. Um, though it's likely to be carbohydrate that is the number one perpetuator of a pre-diabetic situation, it's not just that it's sugar, it's also contributed to by fat through the formation of triglycerides and we've just got to be mindful of that. So then begs the question, and again, I know you you know the answer to this because you mentioned it at the summit, but what fat do you recommend cooking with um, in the household for well, the actually, times that you do cook with fat? Yeah, well, that's right. I'm glad you said that because I don't really recommend cooking with fat. Like you don't need, Ever, you like don't, ever. Would you say well, that, you know, no, back not ever. I, look, I cook with macadamia oil or olive oil. Um, I still go back to the olive oil thing, you know, and that video you showed the other day at the summit. Stomatus moriatus Stomata, from Icaria. I was hoping you'd say Stomatus moriatus because I couldn't actually recall his name. I think it's Stomatus. I was yeah. thinking uh, Nicolas, um, but Stomatus moriatus. I was thinking, right, he's 101 when he's climbing up ladders to pull some olive oil or olives so he can go and make some olive oil so he can go and do his cooking. And he's now, been cooking with it for years. For years. For years, right? When he was 50, he went back to Icaria to die. He didn't actually go and get chemotherapy, which we, you know, MP, you didn't mention in your talk. But I know. He didn't. Know. He didn't die. I also didn't mention, sorry, I didn't mention that we were actually going to Icaria so that people could look at what Stamatis was talking about and we could actually go over there and experience in June next year because that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like you look at it and it's inspiring and it's like, wow. I know, right? I know, right? So I think about that and I go, Mediterranean diet, it comes back to that again, but the speed at which these guys cook is snail pace compared to what we're trying to do. So we've got the gas pumping out. They've got this nice slow hot flame. We've got this... Because they're not in a rush. Yeah, we've got this flame that's flying out at like a million miles an hour that would send a house into smoke in seconds because it's so hot. The flame is so hot. We don't need to Mm. cook with that much heat. So if we back off on the heat a little bit, um, we can actually cook with olive oil. But if you need to cook a little bit faster, cook with macadamia oil. It is expensive, yep, but you want to cook fast, so pay the price. Oh, good call. Damo, that's awesome. If you want to cook fast, pay the price. Yeah. If you want to cook slow, you don't have to pay the price. Yeah. Is that – this might sound so unrelated. Is that why slow cooking is popular? I mean, is that why slow cooking is good? Because you're not generally using the uh, fat to cook within the rest? Um, or is that totally unrelated? It's a lower heat. It's definitely a lower heat. And then over time, you're letting enzymes do more of the work, you know. Um, so you're still heating up the, the product and it's not getting to the extreme heat. So with slow cooking, it may still simmer away, but it's not going to go into a rolling boil. So Because I know with Icaria, they do a lot of slow cooking. Like you said, I'm fascinated to see when we go over there. And for those that are interested, June 20 to 29 next year, go to 100notout.com. But Damo, when they do it, 
Is it is it like and again because part of their lifestyle, like part of their career, is that they're late for everything or there is no time when they say late for everything based on our expectations. Like they don't care if you say come over for lunch. Well, you might come over at two or two thirty. It's not like twelve o'clock on the dot. Yeah. Um. But they've just got things on a slow burn, like for a long time. So yeah. it's almost like there's there's no urgency, so to speak. It's not like you know five minutes on medium heat, then seven minutes on high heat, then you know ten minutes for the simmer and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is that is is that more just I know I could say is it more traditional, but it's not just traditional, but it's also because we've obviously learned at some time in our human existence that that's actually a healthier, wiser way to go about preparing food. Well, yeah, and maybe that is a wisdom of the Greeks um, or those people who have remained or have started doing the slow slow food movement. Um, I like to eat things fresh and raw. Um, I do think that vegetables need to be heated up um, because it liberates many of the enzymes and the bioflavonoids and whatever else is actually inside the vegetable. I think that's really important to make sure that you, you know, you warm your vegetables, eat your salads raw, and um, and eat plenty of fruit. Like I think it's really really important. Um, the slow food movement means that foods um, sit for a long time in heat and cook away. And my challenge with that is that you actually lose that essence of the innate intelligence in the food. Does that make yeah, sense? It's so, like they're over like they're overcooked, like yeah, it, like it, when you steam broccoli for too long and you've got too much green water. It falls apart. Yeah, it falls apart. That's right. So exactly. And so you'll get the the micronutrients in the forms of some of the vitamins um, and and the minerals that actually existed in that plant. Um, you'll get the macronutrients, so you get the protein, the fat, and the carbohydrate. You get that. But there are some vitamins, such as your B vitamins and vitamin C, um, that are heat soluble. Oh, sorry, not heat, so heat sensitive, and uh, and they will they will disappear. They'll be dissipated. So you miss out on that. But that move that aside. The thing about slow cooked food that I'm not wrapped in is that the food cooks for a long time. It's just not heated up. It's heated through and through and through and through over a long period of time. So it breaks down. Um, and it's uh, uh, the principle of energy in food versus fuel in food is what I like to work on. You know how I talk about that? In yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you spoke about that at the summit. And slow food doesn't allow for that to take place if you're slow cooking. If you're slow eating, absolutely. Um, and I think you said sustainable, local, organic, and... Whole foods. Whole foods, um, which I loved that you broke it down to that because that, that I really... I always thought that's what the slow movement was. Yeah, well, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I, I Googled it and I couldn't find my acronym anywhere. So I was like, okay, well, that's... you got to own, my own that one. Yeah, that's great because I, I really like that. Um, sustainable, local, organic and whole food um, I think is, is key and that allows us to eat in a particular way, which is very similar to jerfing. So um, I, I like that. But um, using olive oil or using oil... Uh, is really just an evolution of the speed at which we cook with. And so the speed at which we cook uh, has determined that we need to find things that lubricate the pan and stop things from sticking, and that's really all fat does, Um, and it adds a bit of flavor. There's no nutrient benefit or nutrient value in actually adding oil to the pan. Um, So you could cook with water. We could cook slower um, and then add the oil after so you get the flavor and the benefit um, of the actual oil or fat itself. Um, And if you think about the evolution of cooking, we've gone from cooking in a billy can over a a hot fire all the way through to, um, you know, electricity, uh, then gas, now now induction (laughs) and microwaves and pressure cookers. And so the, the idea is that we cook as fast as we possibly can so we can get food on the table as quickly as we can. But, you know, that... In in essence, and in itself, has challenges and issues for the quality of the food that we actually end up eating. So, one last question on this, right? Yeah. I know the Hunsers. Yes. 
when they like say steam some veggies, yeah, and they are so good at uh, being frugal or just using everything, yep. they will actually put that water. Uh, let's say with a bit of the nutrient from the broccoli, they will put that back into the garden because they know that there's nutrients in the water. Clever. So they will then use that as um, a soup or even a hot tea, right? That's so great. I'd only recommend that you do that, that with it's organic. Still beneficial. Yeah, like, I, I do it with organic unless you've washed all your veggies. But the challenge I suppose that we face is we might get a little bit of pesticide in some of our food. So I don't, I actually don't feel safe or comfortable in with Australia. That. Yep. Um, particularly with the stuff that happens in Australia around food. And I know that we're not as bad as other parts of the world, but, you know, there's some things that go on in Australia that limit our ability to make appropriate and safe choices. So you've just got to be a little bit careful there. Yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, Damo, so much wisdom. We've only just covered about five minutes of what you spoke about at the summit, or not even. We just on one point. <laughs> amazing, hey, And that's amazing. just one point of one of the 11 talks and the other podcasters that got up and did a beautiful job as well. So, Damo, thanks always, pal. That was awesome, and thanks for a wonderful week. Just personally, on behalf of the 700 people and the 2 million downloads that the couch is getting every year, like... Uh, there'd be no summit, there'd be no couch without the hard work that you, Damo, and uh, Bretto have put in um, since and 2011. And LT. I think you thought I was LT for a minute. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, whoops, did I say okay. Damo and no, Bretto? That's all right. I'm no, LT appreciate, and I the double take. But, um, and you too, MP. You know, you, without you, we wouldn't have actually had a summit and we wouldn't have actually had uh, a breakthrough coming up in February and we wouldn't have the, you know, the recordings of the summit that are available too. So we wouldn't have all of that sort of thing. So thank you, mate. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for being part of the ride, folks. We'd always love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. The best is to go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com, and click on 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show with Damo, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.